Well, we conclude tonight our monthly series on the Lord's Prayer with the words, For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And to put these words in context, in Matthew chapter 6, we read the familiar words of Jesus. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Stop. That is the end of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. So where are the words we're studying tonight? If you have an electronic uh, device with you tonight, these words will probably not be in your Bible at all. Um, If you have your Bible in book form, uh, in Matthew's account, there will probably be a footnote uh, with these words in the footnote. My footnote says, uh, deliver us from evil. Some late manuscripts, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So this phrase is contained in some manuscripts which were used in the formulation of the biblical canon and biblical text. Similar to the last section of Mark's gospel, if you're familiar with that, there's a, there's a similar note there and was accepted into early versions of the Lord's Prayer. But it's an interesting assignment to be asked to speak in church on a biblical footnote. Um, the words are orthodox, uh, familiar and accepted. So we hope that a, a talk on the missing verse won't cause any more fireworks than we are already expecting tonight. But let's back up and, and recap what we've already learned uh, on the Lord's Prayer. Jesus teaches his disciples and us how to pray. It is, of course, legitimate to pray the prayer through, uh, but in essence it conveys the truths of how to pray and not just what to pray. And the opening section is one of adoration and worship. It then moves on to petition and confession. And tonight we arrive at the concluding section, which is really a doxology, an outpouring of praise and exaltation. And you can imagine almost the volume being turned up at the great crescendo of this very familiar prayer. Now, I and perhaps many of us here might have been taught in in seminars and youth fellowships and church a little way of learning how to pray, the acrostic acts, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And we can see much of that as we look at the Lord's Prayer. But in a sense, that isn't quite the model of the Lord's Prayer, because after the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, we have this doxology, this outpouring of praise at the end of the prayer. And to me, that really grounds our prayers uh, as we flow through it, and as we often finish up with praying for our needs, our prayer requests, personal and, and corporate, and around the world. And yet our Lord's Prayer focuses attention back on, on who God is. And I hope that might be helpful as we think about our prayers tonight. I think it's a salutary reminder of who God is. And if we end our prayers honestly uh, with these sentiments, not necessarily just using the words, but using these sentiments... I think we will ensure that we pray with integrity and humility. 
So let's first look at the phrase, yours is the kingdom. But in some ways we've already looked at it because um, there was a previous session on your kingdom come earlier in the series. And this phrase, your kingdom come, is the uh, title of a number of books. So in the time available to me, I, I think I will rather skirt over the concept of your kingdom come, uh, yours is the kingdom, because we have dealt with it. And it may not be good use of our limited time available. The kingdom is the Lord's. And we should not try and establish our own kingdoms. That goes without saying. The kingdom is where the Lord rules and reigns. And we can pray and affirm tonight, yours is the kingdom. Well, let's move on secondly to yours is the power. Now, you might be faithfully witnessing to a friend at work or comforting someone going through hardship, agonizing over a choice, struggling with a particular sin or, or organizing a church event. And we'll want to do our best in these situations, whether it's a personal struggle or, a, or an external issue we're working on. We want to do our best and, and act with our God-given ability. But what a relief it is uh, that our efforts and our prayers do not depend on our own power and our resources. So when we need forgiveness, gospel impact, unity, uh, the Lord's peace or clarity and direction, we are reminded that God has the power. That power is seen magnificently in creation, in our Bible, in the plan of salvation by grace through faith in Christ's finished work. That incredible power. So our prayers are not like throwing a coin into the fountain and making a wish. We are praying tonight to a living, personal, and powerful, indeed omnipotent, God, who is not a distant or remote deity. We're reminded in Ephesians 3 verse 20 that this God has power to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, according to his power which is at work through us. And sometimes we might reflect that sometimes men and women of action, uh, the dynamic types, uh, are in special need of that power, of, of connecting into God's power, not relying on resources that they do possess. And it's a challenge to us not simply to be self-reliant and to rely on our own very limited resources. We should not try and live the spiritual life on our wits. We should be tapping into the source of power and through that, through prayer. We don't have the power to change lives. That's liberating. We don't have it. It's God that has that. He has, he has the power. And it's, some, it's almost comical that we, we try and engineer that sometimes. Um, we look back with thanksgiving as we will shortly to, to Word Alive. And any lives changed through Word Alive are not changed through our oratory or our conversations necessarily. God can use these, but it's God's power which changes lives. That's a salutary lesson for us as we embark on another Glad You Ask course. And yet, in some ways, it takes the pressure off. We're not trying to change lives ourselves. That's a, a pointless exercise. It's God who has the power to open lives, bring character change, and break in. Elijah prayed for the Lord's power on Mount Carmel, and the fire of the Lord fell. Paul and Silas prayed in a prison in Philippi, and an earthquake shook their chains off. Christians around the world prayed, and a little girl in a Pakistan prison today finds her accuser arrested. Christians prayed in Charlotte Chapel 
And the Bible message was conveyed with clarity to hundreds last month. Humble prayer and dependence can bring God's power. Sure, we, we can live our lives and operate as a church and things will function to a certain level, but we want divine energy, momentum, power through our Lord Jesus Christ, which only he can bring. That dunamis, that dynamic power, rather than us trying to engineer it with our own resources. Yours is the power. And thirdly, yours is the glory. In some ways, this statement, this affirmation, is the most searching. As fallen sinners, we will have done many activities and, and prayed many times for power for things which, if they come off, will perhaps have resulted in some subtle recognition or, or praise uh, for us. And it's right, I think, to encourage one another um, in the Christian life. We may have had a triumph of planning. There may have been an outstanding sermon, a fantastic week of mission, great music. And there is satisfaction in the Christian life and a job well done unto the Lord. But we must avoid self-aggrandizement because the power is the Lord's, not ours, and the glory is His exclusively. Psalm 115 verse 1 reminds us that not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. We need to be careful to give God the glory. We need to give him the glory in answered prayers, and I think we'll be doing that tonight. A good example would be Word Alive, which was absolutely steeped in prayer as a church, and tonight we can hear about answers to prayer and give God the glory for that. So as we live for the Lord, and as we prayerfully commit our ways to him, we can affirm Yours be the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.